Rav Yossi says, lower yourself and you will be exalted. Exalt yourself and you will be lowered. That's the way of the world. Episode number 108. Welcome to the Torah Podcast. Lessons from authentic Judaism. Get the tools and inspiration you need for personal growth. Hosted by Rabbi Mitterhoff. Shalom, this is Rabbi Eliyahu Mitterhoff with this week's Torah Podcast. This week we're going to be discussing the 10th Perkyavos in Chapter 1. Real Jewish values, love, work, and hate power. We could have a powerful parable about the train, a great story about the Goldschmiths, and peace in your home, making a living. And now, Ethics of the Fathers, the Fundamentals of Jewish Faith and Character Development. The Perkyavos reads like this. Shemaya v'avtayon kiblumahem. Shemaya Omer, Shemaya says, Love work, hate authority, and do not make yourself known to the authorities. So Rabbein Yon explains why should we love work. He says, don't be idle. Why? Because idleness leads to boredom, which is the trademark of a lazy person. The lust of a lazy one will kill him, for his hands refuse to work. If the body is not used to work, when you actually want to go do something, your limbs will not respond because inertia has taken over. He further says, this lazy fellow believes that if he takes life easy, life will indeed be easy. But it's really the opposite. His lazy leisure will ultimately create more work for him. The more lazy you are, the more work you have to do. And how is this connected with hating authority? So he explains both of them are despicable and they're connected. Our sages teach us, it is better to flay a carcass in the marketplace, which is something disgusting, and at least earn a living, than to say, I am a priest, I'm a very distinguished person, and I don't need to work. So a person shouldn't think that he's too important to work. And what does it mean that you shouldn't make yourself known to the authorities? He says, if you take on the yoke of the mortal king, ultimately you will throw off the kingdom of heaven. Why? You'll be afraid to disobey. You'll be so burdened for working for the government that you'll neglect God's work. Making the government's work more important than God. The Abbas Rabbi Nassan explains, why should a person love work? A man should love work and not hate even distasteful job. Just as the Torah was given as a covenant, so work is also given as a covenant. Like it says, six days you shall work and accomplish your work. On the seventh day you shall rest. So Rabbi Akiva says, a person could become obligated by the death penalty if he doesn't work. What will happen? If he has nothing to eat on Friday, all of a sudden Shabbos will come. And he'll see that he has money that's been designated to the temple inside of his house because he's waiting to give it to the temple. And he'll wind up eating it. And then he's going to wind up with the death penalty. He brings Rev. Duste who says when a man does no work, he wind up working on Shabbos. Why? Because since he doesn't work all week, in the end, he'll wind up joining a gang of robbers and he'll get arrested and he'll be forced to work on Shabbos. And all this because he didn't work during the six days of the week. And he also explains why a person shouldn't strive for a position of leadership. He says, a man should not run for a position of leadership. Instead, other people should appoint him. Like it says, let another praise you, not your own mouth. A stranger, not your own lips. That's a Mishle 27.2. Rabbi Kiva says, what can someone who promotes himself because of his Torah knowledge be compared to? To a carcass dumped on the road, every passerby puts his hand to his nose. 
In other words, it's disgusting to promote yourself. Rav Yossi says, lower yourself and you will be exalted. Exalt yourself and you will be lowered. That's the way of the world. And not only that, but the Rabbeinu Bachi explains that a person could actually die because of his position in leadership. He says, someone who runs after leadership, the leadership takes him from the world. Like it says in Brachos, leadership buries its masters. And why did Yosef die before his brothers? Because he was the leader, like it says, we amaze Yosef. Leadership itself has the quality that takes a person out of the world. There's a spiritual rule. If you become a leader, the chances are your life will be shortened. What's so interesting about all this, it's the opposite of what the world thinks. The world thinks you should strive to be a leader. And here the Torah is telling you, no, love work and hate authority. And don't put yourself into politics. The Bartanur explains that even if a person has money, he should still work. Why? Because a person who's batua doesn't do anything. It will lead him to boredom. And he should hate authority. He shouldn't say, I'm a great person and I don't need to work. The Ruach Chaim explains that sometimes it's mukrach, it's forced that a person has to become a Rav. But he should only become a Rav when he's forced to become a Rav. He shouldn't push himself up independently. And rather, he should love his work. What do you mean his work? The work of the Rabbanut, of being a Rav, he should love. What does that mean? That's I'm talking about the learning of Torah itself. That he should love. And he should hate the Rabbanut because he's ruling over people. He should hate the fact that he rules over people, but he should love the fact that he learns. Rev Hirsch wants to explain that this mission is talking about personal independence. What does he mean? He says, love work. Why? Then you have economic independence. And hate authority. Why? Because then you'll be a slave to your position. And you'll wind up doing things against his principles. And do not connect yourself up with the authorities. Because then you're going to be stuck by them also. You're going to be forced to do things that they want you to do. So the mission in general is talking about how to be independent. Because in order to serve God, a person has to be independent. He can't be dependent on anything else. Because if he is dependent, then he's going to be influenced. and won't be able to serve God in the proper way. The Kutzka Rebbe asks, how is it possible the mission says to hate the Rabbanut, to hate the rabbis? So he wants to explain that it means that a person should hate the glory or the cover that he gets as a rabbi. He should hate that. But he should love the intense Torah study and scholarship which is needed to become a rabbi. He also explains that a person should love the process of learning Torah and not the goal, the malacha itself, the work itself. The real satisfaction in learning is the process, going through the process, the learning itself, and not the fact that in the end he understood. That's not the goal. The learning itself is the connection with God. The Maharal wants to explain that it's better for a rabbi to be financially independent. Why? Communal support undermines the honor of the Torah. And if Torah scholars did not accept the support, the esteem for the Torah among the community at large would rise to great heights. But now, since the rabbis are dependent on the people to make a living, it's like they have a master over them. The rabbi can't really say what he needs to say to the community. He also brings in the Chazal that says that a position of authority can shorten one's life. He says, there is not one single prophet who did not live out four kings. All the kings died young. And Yosef also died young. He brings down the Gemara and Brachos, it says, Greater is the one who enjoys the effort of his own hands than one who fears heaven. 
Why? Because it says, the one who eats at the labor of his own hands, you will be happy in this world and it will be well with you in the next world. By contrast, it says, by the fear of God, happy is the man who fears God. But it only says it once. Because a person who also has money and also has fear of God, he has shlemus. He's complete. He says one of the downsides of being a leader is they're accountable for the sins of the community. Anything that they could have prevented and they didn't prevent, they're accountable for. There's also an interesting question because we know that there's a Gemarian Kedushin on Pei Bei Saman Aleph that says, Reverend Aaron said, He said, I'm not going to teach my son anything except for Torah. So what do you not do with this Perkiyavos? It says that you should love work. So some people want to answer, you should love work because it strengthens the body. It's not a stira. In terms of what he does all day is he learns, and he doesn't do anything but learning. But in terms of strengthening the body, he needs to strengthen his body, so he should love work. Another one of the Mephorshim is saying that love work is klali, but for special individuals that only want to learn Torah, that's all they should do. They shouldn't do anything else. It says here, That's talking about for most people of the world who did not accept upon themselves all Torah, that they want to learn Torah 24-7, as if that's their work. For that individual, he doesn't have to work. He'll get parnas and Hashem will help him. But for those people who do not accept upon themselves all Torah completely, which means a tremendous amount of work to study all day and they're goofing off here and there. For those people are going to have to work because Hashem won't give them the same level of bracha. And we know that the Rambam brings down in the last halacha of Hilchah Shemitah, he says there that anyone who wants to be like a Kohen or a Levi, he wants to accept upon himself a vote as Hashem, that's going to be his life. He's going to dedicate his life to Torah. That person will have special help, Mini Shemayim, Hashem will send him Parnassah, just like the Kohanim and the Levim live from the Parnassah of Am Yisrael, this person will also live that way. And there's no problem for him to accept the support from the Jewish people, because he's doing the greatest thing. It's like he himself is becoming a Levi. If he becomes a Levi and he serves God the way the Levim served a God in the temple, he's also bringing the blessing into the world. So even though this Parakiyavo says that you should love work, that's talking about the majority of the people. Special people, people accept them upon themselves, the Torah, they will have the blessing without working, and Torah itself will be their work that will bring blessing into the entire world. Here is a powerful parable. Open your mind and help you reach your potential. The Chavetz Chaim was once traveling and he came to an inn. He asked the innkeeper, how many hours a day do you learn Torah? So the innkeeper said, I'm very, very busy from morning to night. And when it comes to nighttime, I, I collapse from exhaustion. It's so hard for me, I hardly have any time to learn. So the Chavetz Chaim brought him a muscle. One time this guy from the village had to travel to the capital. It was very important. He had to deal with something that was very important. So when we got into the train, he was sitting very impatiently because the train was not going fast enough for him. The troop was taking too long. So finally he decided that I said, I can't take it anymore. He stands up and runs to the front of the train and starts pushing on the wall with all of his co-op, with all of his energy. 
He's pushing and pushing. His face is turning red. He's starting to sweat. So somebody next to him said, what are you doing? She says, I'm pushing. What are you pushing so hard for? He says, I'm really in a hurry to get to my destination. So the guy said, you're a fool. Do you think that your pushing can help the powerful engine that pushes this train? So that was the mashal. The Chafetz Chaim says this is the nimshal. Hashem runs this world with tremendous powers beyond our comprehension. The whole universe he's powering. And he feeds and supports all the living things from the biggest to the smallest. Do you really think that those couple hours which you should be spending learning and because you feel you need to push harder, do you really think that's going to make a difference in your parnasa? No, Hashem's going to take care of you. Don't worry. The main thing is do the will of God. Whether it's learning part-time or whether it's learning full-time, Hashem will help you. And you don't have to worry. Have faith in the master of the universe, the one who's running the entire world. It's time for Great Stories About Great Rabbis. This is a story about Mr. and Mrs. Goldschmidt who lived next to the Vardic Yeshiva. So the students in the Yeshiva used to come to visit their town to get meals from people in the neighborhood. That's the way the Yeshivas used to run. They would go to different people's houses in order to get a meal. But since they owned a bakery, and they had a lot of Yerud Shemaim, they had a lot of fear of God, they agreed that any family that accepts the Yeshiva Bakr into their house for a meal, they will provide the bread and the pastries. Because they were doing it to elevate the status of those who learned Torah. So this went on for a while, but they saw that it wasn't working. The yeshiva boys were not getting meals. The people didn't care that they were going to be supplied with bread. They had no food themselves. So what happened? They said, okay, you know what? We're going to feed the yeshiva guys in our bakery. And we're going to open it up. It became the dining hall of the Nevardic yeshiva. And it strengthened the Torah learning in the yeshiva and brought blessing into their neighborhood. So Mrs. Goldschmidt's daughter-in-law related this story. That happened during World War I. At a certain point, there was a tremendous shortage of flour. And Mrs. Goldschmidt was very distressed because she didn't have enough flour to give the yeshiva guys. So what happened? One time, a Russian officer knocked at her door and presented her with an important request. He says, I live in the neighboring town, and I also own a large bakery. I was called for extended army service, and I'm very concerned that my flour is going to rot. Therefore, I'm bringing you this entire wagon of flour. You can use it. And when I come back from the army, you'll give me back the flour. So this officer gave Mrs. Goldschmidt his full name and his address. And now she had flour to make bread for all the yeshiva guys. She was thanking Hashem because she was praying that something would happen. So what happened? After the war was over, she went to travel to the next town to look up this guy. So to her surprise... She goes to this address, and no one knows who this guy is. They said no person of this name has ever lived at this address. So she didn't have to return the flower. So the Rabbanan heard this story. They said, it must have been Elio Anavi came to you. Because you cared so much about the yeshiva guys. Hashem sent Elio Anavi to bring flour for them. And this is a true story. Learn to give, love, and communicate. This is Peace in Your Home. Rev. Moshe Aaron Stern speaks this week about making a livelihood. In the family, one of the things that either makes or breaks Shalom Bias is Parnassah, how much money is in the house. 
So it all depends on the couple's attitude towards money. That's really going to change whether they fight over it or not. So he says it's a tremendous avoda. It's a tremendous amount of work for a person to really believe that his parnasa, his money, comes directly from God. And actually it's decreed from the time he was born, and it was also decreed each year during Rosh Hashanah. And really if a person is on the level, we understand that what he does has nothing to do with it. We learn that from the man. It says in the Pasuk, he who gathered more got no more, and he who gathered less got no less. When the Jews were in the desert and they received the man, the bread from heaven, if they tried to collect more when they got home, they had the same amount. If it took less, they also had the same amount. And we know that Yerimiyahu saved this man, and he showed it to the Jewish people at the time of the Beis HaMikdash. And they observe and see the word of Hashem. See how your fathers in the desert who occupied themselves with Torah were sustained. If you too occupy yourselves with Torah, Hashem will support you in the same way. And he brings down the Rambam that I brought before at the end of Hilka Shemitah. And now I'll read you the words. It says, Every person in this world whose spirit directs him and whose mind lets him understand that he should, have, should separate and stand before Hashem and serve Him. He will merit to receive what is sufficient for him in this world just as the Kohanim and the Levim did. If a person decides that really he wants to serve God and that's what he wants to do full-time, Hashem will help him. So also in the house, the couple should not worry about money. Money is minishamayim. It comes from heaven. It's decreed from heaven. Obviously, like we said before, love work. You have to do what you have to do, whether it's in learning or whether it's going out to get a parnasa. But the decree of money itself, that comes from heaven. It brings the chazal. Do not suffer from tomorrow's trouble. Don't let the blessings of today be gained by the worry of tomorrow. If a person has enough money for today, he shouldn't worry about his money for tomorrow. He says, between kola's salary, between the money you get from yeshiva, and your wife's wages, and a little bit of help from your parents, a person can get by if he lives carefully. So why do people leave learning? They leave learning, they waste all their time doing all kinds of work 24-7 out of the concern they're going to marry off their offspring, how they're going to marry off their kids. So the Satma Rebbe said, if you want to see open miracles, go to Eretz Yisrael and see how people marry off their children. It's a Maithi Bukoyom here. You'll see somehow people are marrying off their children. How are they doing it? The father sat in Kolel, the grandfather sat in Kolel. Everybody's learning, and still they're marrying off their children. The Vilna Gaon brings down, why is an animal who chooses cut kosher, and trafe animals need fresh prey? That's exactly why. Because an animal that chooses to cut, he's satisfied with what he has. He chews on what he has. But a trafe animal is never satisfied. He always has to get more and more. Person has to have the right attitude, and then he's able to make it. And there's a Midrash in Esther that says, People are not actually motivated by any physical need, but rather it's kavod. They want honor. They want the honor that money brings. But a Ben Torah person who learns Torah, he doesn't need that honor. Like the Gentiles said, the Rav Shimbar Yechai, he said, Your Torah gives you honor in people's eyes. But if we have no money, who will honor us? The honor that a religious Jew has is Torah itself, Torah and mitzvahs, not money. He could be poor and still have honor. And it's not by accident that the Torah was given to those who ate man in the desert. They were satisfied with what they had. If you're satisfied with what you have, you can live on much less. And it also brings peace into the house. 
But if, on the other hand, every second everybody's looking at, wow, we wish we had a new car, I want a new couch, I want a new kitchen, so it's going to bring fights into the house. So he tells the story of Shmuel Salant, the Rav Yushalayim. One time, a rich man came to the Rav, and he started to talk to them, and walked in this poor Avreich, a guy who sits and learns, but he was a very poor guy. And the Rav gave all of his attention to this poor guy. So the rich man was very offended. He was saying, I'm a rich guy, I should be getting cover from the Rav. The Rav's giving cover to this guy, who's this guy? So the Rav saw afterwards that this man was offended. So he said, listen, count me. I want to show you how this guy lives. They look to his house, they see him eating bread with oil. And then they bench with such feeling. And they all sat and learned from Roman Gemara. And after that, they were all saying to heal him. So the rich guy said, you're right. This poor guy is more important than me. So the next day, he came to the rob and he said, you know, I thought about it. I want to support this guy. So he went to the guy. He says, he's not interested. He doesn't want his support. He said, Baruch Hashem, I lack nothing. I have a house. I have bread and oil. Why do I need the trouble of wealth? which will simply prevent me from serving Hashem with a clear head. And that's why Chazal says, Torah is not found in a person who lives in luxury. A person who indulges in the pleasures cannot acquire Torah. Because as the Chavos Levavos writes, this world and the world to come are like fire and water and cannot coexist. So if a person has the proper attitude in his house towards wealth and how much money he has, he's going to bring a lot more peace into his home. Okay, that's it for this week's Torah podcast. Please share it with your friends and please leave comments. Thank you for listening. To get more enthusiasm for your Judaism, become a free member at globalyeshiva.com.